loves, welcome back angels to Angels Anonymous, the podcast. I'm Vanessa, your host. I am a 24-year-old ex-professional dancer, now yoga instructor and integrative health coach in recovery from alcohol, weed, all the things. I'm sober and uh, recovering from love addiction, healing my insecure, anxious attachment style, all the things. And now I am sharing vulnerably about my struggles on this podcast with, you know, all the things I've been addicted to, pretty much anything and everything, including body image, food, relationships, comparison, and so much more that I've already said and haven't mentioned. Um, Through an open-minded perspective, I explain how you can overcome your struggles and finally feel like you're enough. Welcome to the second season, season two, episode one. Woo! Here we are. Uh, Today's episode is about what I've learned from my month off of social media and you guys already heard a little bit about a little bit of oh god (laughs) a little bit about why I took it um, in the last episode of season one and just where I was at mentally and you know feeling really pressured to create content and I just wasn't there and I was comparing myself a lot to other people creating content in a similar space or my friends or whatever it was I just felt really mentally energetically spiritually bogged down and disconnected from myself so I want to talk about how this month off affected me not only did I get off social media but I deactivated it so there wasn't that thought process of are people still looking at my page like I could not be found and I wasn't receiving any messages in the meantime so that's a really nice way to go about getting off social media so you don't have to come back to like a bunch of unread messages or snapchats or whatever I just Uh, deactivated everything and then reactivated it before the 30 days was up on TikTok and Snapchat because they delete. Um, I didn't reactivate my Facebook. I'm honestly over it. I'm like happy that my Facebook is gone. I think it's going to deactivate now if it hasn't already and I'm just over it. Like one less social media. I've already been off Twitter for a really long time. Now I'm off Facebook. I just it's too much for me. I can't personally handle taking in a lot of stimulation or information but with my addictive tendencies I gravitate towards taking in a lot of information and stimulation to soothe my anxiety or whatever is going on underneath the surface. I want to add in too quickly one of my friends asked me on Instagram how the fuck I didn't cheat and I stayed off social media for the whole month. First of all deactivate your accounts and delete them off your phone. It creates that extra step of just knowing that you can't or don't want to log in but also having the accountability of my therapist and telling my roommates like obviously at the end of the day no one would know if I went on my Instagram but just knowing that I involved other people into it and then I told my followers so I had all of that accountability and I honestly didn't want to go on it like yes my anxiety spiked at times and I missed it or wanted to know what people were doing but overall I didn't really feel any sort of need to get back on and I was so spent and just exhausted from creating content like I said that I it was good like I don't know I was just ready to take a month off so you'll know when you hit that threshold of you're just done you're over it and then I don't know you'll know when you're get you're ready to get back on and it felt really reassuring to know that even though some of my progress might decrease or 
plateau. I didn't really care. My followers have gone down since I went back on Instagram. I don't know how many people are still listening to my podcast. There might be less once I start posting episodes again. And I've just kind of had to let go of that expectation or that hope to constantly grow and um, increase my followers. And I've worked on reframing my mindset to tapping into the pool of people who are already paying attention, who are already invested and engaged. And quality is way more important than quantity and I think that's easy to forget in the world of social media so that's basically how I did it was with the accountability and those mental reminders and then two I just want to fill you in a little bit before we dive into the message what I did the last month so I went to Moab the last weekend of May Memorial Day weekend and I went with my roommate for her 30th birthday we rented a sprinter van and stayed in it there was a huge kitchen in there and bed and all the things it was really fucking cool and we went with one of our guy friends and then uh, another couple and another girlfriend met us out there I (laughs) I didn't think that I thought this guy friend that we went with was attractive originally. I didn't feel any sort of like sexual attraction or draw towards him. Even when we went on the trip, I think I've just been starved for attention, starved from attention for so long that I was like, hmm, I'll flirt. But I didn't want to hurt his feelings because I knew that I didn't know, but I could kind of tell he was attracted to me. So we go on the trip the first night. Nothing really happens. We start kind of being flirty. Then the other couple and girlfriend, she like the girlfriend, the boyfriend, and then the other friend met us. They drove separately. They met us in Moab. And we're all hanging around, hanging out around the campfire. Some of them are drinking. Me and my roommate were the only ones sober. And we all go to bed. And the guy that we drove down with and then the girl who wasn't in the couple stayed out at the campfire. And we found out the next morning that they fucked. <laughs> so she my roommate was like would you ever hook up with him or would you make out with him and I'm like yeah probably before we knew that this was a thing and then my roommate said to the girl who was dating one of the guys dating the only other guy that was there she was like I, I hope Vanessa and and so-and-so hook up or make out and the the girl that's dating the guy was saying that the other girl who's single and the guy that we drove down with fucked last night and my roommate's jaw was on the floor so she comes back and tells me and I'm like are you fucking kidding me what and the girl that hooked up with him said that he was really good in bed and I was like oh that definitely changes the game a little bit so I my roommate was like does that you know make you mad or anything I said no I am completely unaffected emotionally whatsoever if anything he just fucked up any chance he had which I don't think he thought that he had a chance in hell with me so I don't really know but anyways (laughs) my roommate was like would you still make out with him and I'm like yeah probably so long story short we I guess it's not a long it's not a short story at all well I'll just keep going So we end up making out on the trip and I end up staying in his tent two nights and we end up doing shit. Remind you, I haven't had sex in over a year. I didn't have sex with him, especially because he just had sex the night before. Uh, I think I might have been more considerate of having sex with him as we kept hanging out like in the next week to come I felt more tempted as like the sexual energy kept building but I was just like disgusted by him giving it away so easily and not using protection and I uh, also don't want to lose my 
celibacy, I guess, unintentional period of celibacy, but intentional. (laughs) I didn't want to lose it to him. I really like care about, you know, giving it away to someone that I'm actually in an intimate relationship with. So we fooled around. It was really fun. And for the time being. So we get back home on that Sunday. Monday we hang out again and he offers to buy me new climbing gear and wants to take me climbing this summer. I said no a bunch of times. We had a whole six-hour car ride home to talk about life and everything. He opened up to me a lot and then said because you know I was so such a listening ear and have inspired him in a lot of ways. He was like even if you ditch me tomorrow, like no strings attached, I want to buy you new climbing gear. And I'm like, my roommate has stuff like she has shoes. She has a harness. It's fine. And he's like, no, you need your own shit. So I said, fine. (laughs) So we went to go buy climbing gear. He bought my shoes and my harness for me. I bought my own chalk bag. Okay. After we hung out that night, it was very like fun. We hung out in his hot tub, hooked up again. And then I texted him the next day. I started getting uh, freaked out because he bought me flowers the next morning when he went to get us breakfast. I worked from his apartment in the morning and I was like, oh, fuck. Within three days, it was way too much too soon. It was very scary. I ran for the hills. So I left work the rest of the day at my house and then texted him and, and said, hey, you know, now that I've had some time to process how I'm feeling, I think we should have a conversation because one of the things that he said to me when we before we like actually hooked up was I just want you to be always like honest and open with me about how you're feeling. So I figured three days later was a good time to, you know, have a fun weekend, assess the situation and then really be open and say, I'm not looking for anything serious. I don't see this going into a romantic, intimate relationship. I am very deep emotionally and I think I help people open up and be vulnerable and feel really seen and loved but that doesn't always mean I'm uh, emotionally or intimately attracted to them and I've realized the importance of knowing that there can be a difference between emotional attraction and sexual attraction and so we had a lot of good sexual chemistry but I was never planning to date him ever. I just, no, absolutely not. There were a lot of standards that I had and qualities that he didn't tick off for me. And it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with him. It just, it wasn't a fit for me at least. And he texts me and he's like, I already know what you're going to say, sad face, blah, 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 like sends a novel before I even have the chance to explain myself. And I'm like, "Okay, well, I wanted to, you know, give you the decency of like mentally preparing to have some sort of a conversation before I just sprung it on you the next time we hang out. So I texted you ahead of time, but clearly that was not a good idea because he literally went off on me and then said that this relationship is so fresh that he's going to need time to be friends again and this and that. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? What relationship? We've literally been physically intimate for three days. And then, of course, throws the fucking climbing gear on me and says, you shouldn't have let me like buy you that climbing gear. And I so badly wanted to respond and be like so much for fucking no strings attached. Like I was pissed. But then I went to a meeting and I went to yoga and I grounded myself and I realized that he was right. And I said, you know what? You're right. So I dropped off $200 cash at his house to pay him back for more than what 
my climbing gear was for all the, you know, whatever food or shit that he bought. He ends up saying like he can't be friends with me for a while. He's going to need time. He's really hurt. His stomach hurts even typing this. Like it was so fucking dramatic. I was floored and it just, you know, I already knew that this was never going to work, but this emotional reactivity was an absolute no-go for me. He texts me later and was like, thank you for, you know, like pay me back or I apologized. And I just said, I did not want to react the way that I did because his reaction triggered me to be defensive. And that's not normally how I want to be now. And so I said, I'm sorry. I just was really triggered and angry from, you know, your reaction. And that's not how I want to be. And he said, thank you for saying that and wanted to meet up. So then we got sushi and he was like, yeah, we can just be friends this and that and then ends up going back on that and says that he can be emotional or sexually intimate with me and just be friends which is what I kind of wanted I wanted to be able to like explore sexually without being emotionally intimate or in a committed relationship I've never been able to have that before like a friends with benefits type of thing and I think friends with benefits gets a bad rap but like when you're actually friends with someone like he was my friend and when you can be intimate like I think friends with benefits is like a beautiful thing because I love my friends just not in the same way that I would love a partner that I'm committed to and and I had sexual attraction with him and he's a little bit older actually a lot bit older um, and I wanted to explore that side with him because I knew he had a lot of sexual experience and I figured I could learn a lot too and have fun but he just wasn't able to uh, have that and balance that relationship so we tried it again we hooked up that night hung out that weekend with my roommate and a couple other people and then there was another blowout like a couple more where he got really jealous because my roommate and I went climbing with someone else and that was my first time and he was you know like I don't I don't like that you're going with this guy I don't trust him but whatever like he doesn't even know this guy and this guy ended up knowing for sure way more about climbing than the guy that I hooked up with did and I was just like you know what I didn't ask you like I'm a full grown-ass adult we are not dating we've literally talked for less than a week and we're not even like talking we're friends who've hooked up at this point And he's thinking it's a full-blown relationship and got me flowers. So there was definitely a disconnect there. I'm learning more and more that I need to communicate way sooner than later. Like before I even, you know, put my hands on someone, I need to let them know my intentions of whether I don't want to have sex or I'm not interested in you that way or I'm not looking for anything. And I think it's safe to play on the side of I'm not looking for anything. And even if you do end up developing feelings, you can change your opinion on that. But It was just a shit show. It was an absolute drama fest for a week. And I'm not going to lie. It was fun. Like my my toxic traits came out and I was like, this is fucking entertaining. Like it definitely triggered my adrenaline and gave me a a high of sorts. And then I was like, you know what? I don't want to be on this roller coaster anymore. I've had enough after a week. This is too much drama. So I just cut it off and was like, you know what? The roller coaster. I've had enough. I don't choose to handle my emotions in this way. I want to be with someone who's emotionally stable and can communicate. And from here on out, like if you feel the need to respond to this text, I'm probably not going to reach back out or respond to that. I don't expect us to talk or hang out again. And I just really needed to be harsh and nip it in the butt because otherwise it was going to drag on. And he sends a peace sign back and says copy and paste like he feels the exact same type of a vibe. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? 
And then, of course, he regrets saying that and texts me again and says, I'm really sorry that I texted that. Like, you were obviously sending something like emotionally, like something deep and and mental. It was heartfelt and I was just, you know, triggered or whatever. And then he just said basically that he wanted to be friends again. And I'm like, nope, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice or three times, shame on me. I'm not gonna, I don't need to relearn this lesson. It's not worth it to have you in my life in this way. There's such an abundance of men out here and masculine type of friendships that I can have with men who are handy and have kayaks and rock climbing gear. And I'm in the perfect place for that type of a man. And I'm totally down for a mountain man or someone who's down to adventure and somewhat you know masculine and handy I I hate to give them that stereotype but that's that's what I like that's what I find attractive and it was it was interesting I definitely had some fun and a lot of orgasms over the course of a few days but ended it shortly so now I'm just waiting patiently for my one year to reach back out to hike boy if you know from past episodes uh I cannot wait to see where he's at and just say can you get coffee or are you open to going for a walk and see where that goes um I trust God has a perfect plan for me and I'm working a lot on listening to I think I say this later in the episode this part of the what I'm recording I forgot to fill you in on my life but um this part of the recording is recorded after I recorded the rest of the episode But anyways, I've been listening to Abraham Hicks and one of the things that they say is the longer it takes, the more fun I have, the longer it takes, the more rewarding it's going to be like, what is the rush of getting there, of getting the prize, getting the relationship, getting the job, getting the money? Enjoy the process, enjoy the journey and the more that you enjoy it, the more that the universe is going to reward you. So that's really what I'm trying to focus on now is just having fun in this single process, knowing that even if I'm single for a very long time, if it doesn't work out with Hike Boy or anyone else that I end up connecting to or chatting with, that's okay. I still have so many things that I want to do. I even thought of recently my dream of like going to teach yoga in some sort of like country in Central America or something, teaching at yoga at a, at a yoga surf retreat or something like that. And I think there's so many doors that can be opened when you are single versus having a partnership and having to navigate that balance and, and compromising choice in that way. Uh, I think partnership is beautiful too, but God, the universe is going to give it to me when they think I'm ready. So even if I'm ready and open to it, I don't need to be like looking for it or grasping onto it because being single is fucking awesome too. Oh my God, that was such a long summary of my Moab trip. So we were in Moab for three nights. After that, we got home and stayed at our house for a weekend and I worked and whatever. And then the next weekend, we went camping in Twin Lakes. Oh, my roommate and I also did yoga on the rocks. That was really fucking cool. She is the most networked, interconnected person I've ever fucking met in my life. My roommate, if any of you know her, she has so many friends and like, will just stumble upon the most random abundance. Like the person, uh, one of her friends was like, hey, I have two uh, tickets for Yoga on the Rocks. You want to go? Or she has a friend who has one spot open for this or backstage passes to this or gets a bunch of free fucking like name brand clothes from this person or gets invited to this. I'm like, you are the most abundant person I know. She literally on the Twin Lakes trip was saying the day before that she needed a water... Uh, waterproof bluetooth speaker and we're walking back from the lake to our cars and she literally finds one that fucking works leaning up against a rock and like there was no one else really around for us to be able to look around and see like is this yours so she accumulates 
things that she wants literally out of thin air. She's just very materialistically abundant and abundant in other ways, but it really shows up in really quickly in like connections and opportunities and events and things it's really fucking cool so then the camping trip ended my my friend Anjali got to my house the night that I got back and we went for a really beautiful hike hung out her and her boyfriend stayed for a couple nights she cooked me and my roommates a really beautiful dinner and then my roommates and I did a little outdoor yoga sesh and booty workout that was really fun and uh, oh my god what else did I do oh my roommate and I started going to puppy school with Lenny my roommate's dog then I went home for a week Sophie and I hung out a lot hung out with my fam went on the lake and that's literally it that's all I've done diving into well I guess I should do an angel number first um have I done 888 before I hope not because I've been seeing 888 more than ever lately 888 brings an uplifting message of encouragement from your angels telling of achievements success striving forward progress and attainment it brings a message to stay optimistic and listen to your intuition and inner guidance set solid foundations for yourself and your loved ones as this will ensure your future prosperity the universe and your angels will always support you, but it is your responsibility to ensure that you put in the appropriate work and effort when and where necessary. You are encouraged to live up to your full potential. 888 indicates that financial and material abundance is on the way into your life and may be suggesting that you will receive unexpected rewards for past good work. Karma repaid in kind. I think that's why a lot of people with 888 think like, ooh, I'm about to be rich, but abundance comes in a lot of forms and personally, for me, I feel like a lot of my abundance is on an energetic and a uh, happiness level versus like a raise or a really like big check gets sent to my house. Sometimes it is money in small ways or just, you know, getting like I just got a pair of sweatpants in the mail that I forgot that I ordered from three months ago. So it's, you know, little love notes like that. It's important to pay attention to those in little and big ways and celebrate all of that and just the abundance of everyday life of having a bed to sleep in and food to eat and beautiful people around you and a job that supports you or whatever, whatever it is that you have. 888 may also suggest that a phase in your life is about to end and a sign of forewarning to enable you to prepare yourself and your life accordingly. It may also indicate that you are winding up in an emotional career relationship phase in your life. There's just a lot <laughs> to all these messages and I feel like a lot of them overlap. Like I know 999 is the end of cycles and beginnings of new ones, which sounds like the end of that message. So really it's just love notes from the universe is what angel numbers are or love notes from God, my higher power, whatever it is. Before we get into it, let's ground because I think on my last episode I either forgot to ground or give an angel number or maybe both I was just too excited to wrap up apparently so let's ground uncross your legs I just uncross mine sit up and sit back in your chair lay down get comfy wherever you are if you're driving just soften your gaze and soften the tension in your body let's take three cleansing breaths together inhale through your nose let your lungs fill up top to bottom side to side Open mouth, exhale, sigh it out, make some noise. (sighs) Two more, breathe in, let your belly puff out. Open mouth, exhale, (sighs) follow your breath all the way to the bottom, let every last bit of air out. Breathe in. Take in one more sip of air. Open mouth, exhale. 
and just sit in that for a moment. Notice how good it feels to tap into your body. Notice how your mind is feeling today. Maybe that really recentered you and grounded you. Maybe you're still feeling quite anxious after that. Only you know. So take inventory. That's a super powerful tool is just checking in with yourself. All right, let's get ready to receive this message. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about what I learned from being off of socials for a month was I guess not what I learned, but what I gained was mental clarity. I felt like I woke up and I just wasn't thinking about going to my phone. I wasn't thinking about who I needed to get back to or what I needed to check. I was just like here in the moment and present. I would wake up and obviously I have thoughts here or there, but I was more likely to meditate in the morning, set a little timer or just not go on my phone. Trust me, this whole month I still wanted to go on social media or distract myself somehow. So I definitely went on like shopping apps more frequently, but because I have such a structured budget right now, let's just say that, I don't give myself a ton of room to splurge with different stores or like really high-end or expensive stores. So I was scrolling on Amazon 24-7 and like, oh, I need a little boot for my water bottle or I need a sleep mask or I need all this random stuff that I wouldn't normally prioritize buying. I would just write it on my little whiteboard of things that I eventually want to buy and then eventually I would buy it. But that's what I noticed. I did a, a little bit more shopping than I usually do when I have social media, I guess, to fill that void or kind of jump to a different, you know, thing to cope in I guess less of a healthy way but it also I could look at it as healthy because I needed to buy those things and sometimes I procrastinate or self-sabotage by not buying the things I need and avoiding my finances and then all of a sudden splurging so I don't know there's a light and a shadow side to everything but what I really gained was mental clarity just being aware of the times when I was anxious and when I wanted to go to my phone but I couldn't scroll or like fill my emptiness that I was feeling with anyone else's life or entertainment what I did do was when I noticed that especially when I'm like driving in the car or waiting in traffic I would you know play some music and reconnect into my body and ask myself how can I be more present I would look at the clouds and start smiling or start talking to God and thanking God the universe for what I have and just having that conversation with the universe or I would start a podcast or watch Sophie's podcast on YouTube um, I started watching more shows on like Netflix and Hulu which was really fun I finished Emily in Paris in like three days and now I'm hooked on Love Island Australia I started from season one and Elias is the love of my life I swear to god uh I'm obsessed but he's only gotten hotter I saw him on Byron Bay's too and I that's where I first saw him and then I was like what he's on this show I think the season I'm watching right now is like 2018 but I know I'm going to blow through that like in no time. I, I probably started it yesterday or the day before and I'm already on episode eight. So <laughs> that's what I've been doing, which is what I wanted to do. I felt like I never gave myself the time with social media and content creation and TikToks and Instagrams and my podcast and editing and vlogs. All of that 
creation bogged up my mind to the space where like I never really gave myself time to just watch TV. I always could be doing something more productive. So watching TV has actually been like a good disciplinary thing for me. Where it gets tricky is like am I staying up till 2 a.m. to watch it? Some days when I didn't have as much to like wake up for in the morning, yes I would be up till like midnight or watch one more episode but I've noticed myself even when I want to watch another episode I usually have that discipline or that self-control to just swipe out of it really quickly and then you know put my eye mask on take my nighttime supplements and then go to bed and even if it's 11 o'clock instead of 8 30 or 9 30 you know that's a win instead of staying up till 2 a.m and watching three more episodes so just knowing A lot of things that I've been able to like have a healthy relationship, whether it's like food or social media or well, not so much social media, but like Netflix or whatever is just knowing that like it's going to be there later. You know, when when we have restriction or like this tendency to like eat it all or consume it all or watch it all, whatever it is that we're consuming. We can just tell ourselves it's going to be okay. There's going to be more free time in the future. I can watch it later. I'm not going to finish it all anyways right now. But sometimes, you know, when you're on the last episode of the season, you can't help it. But it's more rewarding to have it for longer. So there's no rush to get through the series or whatever. I know it's addicting, but just having that thought process has helped me. Where else have I experienced mental clarity? I think I've just been like more present in my life in general. I know it sounds cliche, but on my yoga mat I'm just genuinely like in in the practice I don't feel like my mind is necessarily fully clear but I just don't feel as distracted thinking about like oh I saw this on her Instagram today and now I'm comparing myself for this or you know filtering my choices through what other people are eating and wearing and whatever I was just taking in the world through my five senses I wasn't looking at anyone else's life on my phone for a whole month and it's really surprising to see how that affected my mind so positively. I felt so much more myself and able to connect to my intuition or my inner child and make decisions from there instead of feeling so pressured to keep up with society Um, and that really bogs down my mental clarity when I do get really into using social media pretty like really frequently or overusing it. I feel very foggy headed I feel more anxious and like up in my head versus dropped down into my body my heart space gets tighter my breath is more shallow I'm not like breathing into my belly and whenever I notice myself wanting to go to my phone and check my social medias when I didn't have it I was breathing really shallow my chest was tight I was anxious so I would have to breathe and drop it down and then either like dance it off play a good song or whatever it was read a book do something else that like pulled me into kind of a mode of us of escape but also more presence you know what I mean like reading a book is obviously an escape and you're taking in information but it's one line at a time and I'm holding the book and it's right here it's not through a screen so or music I'm taking it in through my ears and I'm feeling my body so I just felt myself coping in a healthy way and being able to catch myself versus like two hours go by and I'm scrolling on my phone and I'm like where the fuck did the time go and now I feel even more anxious than I did before so that's great so that was a long-winded answer of mental clarity I touched a little bit on less comparison but I was talking to a friend about how we like the 
Instagram version of people less than the version of people in real life. So when it comes to like comparison and just looking at people's social media and the whole highlight reel, sometimes I see really beautiful value in people's pages. Most of the time I do, but a lot of the time when it's this very like perfect surface level snippet or snapshot of who this person is, I find that I judge these people more on their social media and how they show up there versus the person or the version of them that I like in real life. And that's just an interesting takeaway for myself because that's not to say that people show up more fake or inauthentic on social media versus real life. That could be, you know, a conclusion we could draw or a bias that seems pretty, you know, overall on point with a lot of people. But it's more so how I'm perceiving it and how I'm judging it. Or, you know, why? Why am I doing that? What is going through my head? What's the point here? And I think a lot of it is me trying to protect myself and prove my own self-worth to myself and justify like this person's not better than me. But I noticed even when I was comparing myself to like my roommate when we were in person and we both didn't have social media at the time and I would say like, why are you so pretty or something like, can you be a little bit uglier? And then I sent her a picture of this... uh, Let me find it. This quote that I needed to hear and it said, admiring someone else's beauty. Oh, it said, admire someone else's beauty without questioning your own. Imagine if we could do that. Imagine if we could admire everyone else's beauty and value without thinking that that threatens or inhibits our own beauty. Like what? A flower does not look at the flower next to it and be like, what the fuck? This tulip is way beautiful, more beautiful than me. And even if they're all tulips, like they all have their own beauty and we're not compares. Well, maybe we are comparing like, oh, this one's the most beautiful or we have our favorite flowers, but all flowers are beautiful, right? Like all humans are beautiful in our own ways. We were made on purpose and I really like want to sink my teeth into that knowingness more, knowing that I'm beautiful and reminding myself and just really practicing rewiring my brain to know that I have beauty. My beauty is not dimmed down or diluted from someone else's. Like I can shine in a room even if there's a bunch of other beautiful girls. I'm not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Not everyone's going to find me attractive. That's okay, right? Like I just get to shine my inner light and whoever connects to it, whatever sticks, sticks. And whatever doesn't, let it fall off your back. Again, way easier said than done coming from a recovering people pleaser and someone who really wants to be liked by other people, but that's something I'm working on and something I've been able to unpack a little bit more since since being off social media. And I guess too, like I feel like I judge myself on my own Instagram and that may be why I end up judging other people on their own Instagram because I'm so afraid of coming off inauthentic that that may be why I'm judging other people when they come off surface level or try hard or filtered or inauthentic. Um, but it's everyone's right to show up or not show up on Instagram the way that they want to so that's you know that's a me problem it was also cool to see who showed up in my life and who I stayed connected to pretty uh, closely or frequently through texting or phone calls or whatever I don't really like saying the people who will actually who actually matter will show up in your life because I think people serve our lives in different capacities someone reaching out to me 
is just important as me reaching out to them. Like all relationships are reciprocal and sometimes we have to put in a little bit more work depending on the relationship, but it's give and take. And I'm sure we all have people in our lives that we either give more to or they give more to us or they are always the one that texts us first. So that's just kind of how the cookie crumbles. It's never going to be a perfect balance, but it was just special to see that my friends check in and it's validating to know that even when I don't show up on socials, I'm still important to people. They still think of me. It seems like a no brainer, but my mind gets really funky sometimes when it comes to social media and I start to question my worth or would anybody notice if I was gone like that type of fear. And I think the root of that fear is from rejection and abandonment and just really feeling scared of being left or not being important to someone and the way to soothe that fear is by soothing it ourselves is by reminding ourselves that we're important and not from any external thing like I am not going to actually soothe that fear by inserting a person into my life or maybe maybe I will by calling someone and you know having a intelligent or wise conversation about what I'm feeling and digging into that sometimes that is what helps but a lot of the time it's just my own energy work and body work of dropping in and getting grounded in my body whether it's through a walk or yoga or physically touching my heart my belly even self-pleasure whatever it is that I need like whatever need that is not being met a lot of the times it's that fear of rejection and abandonment so I'm not feeling loved desired wanted good enough I am the only one who has the power to validate that but it is nice to have other people validate that and remind me that I'm important and people miss me and they missed the podcast and some of my friends like made phone calls and were just like I miss seeing you on social media like what have you been up to I feel really disconnected from you and that just I think goes to show the beauty of social media too is we feel more connected to the people in our lives that we might not be able to spend as much time with or be as close to um, and I guess the beauty of getting off of social media is that we make more of an effort to have that you know voice to voice or face to face connection and fill each other in instead of getting the little snippet from a Instagram story. The next thing that I benefited from was I really got to focus on my mental rewiring, like really changing the pathways in my brain, in my brain, (laughs) in my brain. I got to meditate more. I was focusing on doing one thing at a time, whether it was working out. I was just focusing on working out or watching TV or reading a book and not also documenting everything. Uh, When it comes to multitasking, we actually aren't doing anything better by like doing more things at once. We're just splitting or fragmenting our attention from going back, forth, back, forth, back, forth. So instead of giving 100% effort to focusing on one thing, we're giving 50-50 or probably even less, especially if we're doing more than two things at once. If we're eating and watching TV and also texting and also working, I know I'm guilty of that, but then I'm giving like maybe 15-20% to everything instead of Uh, It feels like we're getting more done when we're multitasking, but we're actually not. Like, have you ever gone through, I have a vibrating toothbrush and it automatically goes for two minutes and I get so impatient when I'm in the bathroom. I start brushing my teeth and then I'm like, oh, I could brush my hair and then I start going in my room and folding my laundry and then I'm biting my toothbrush for half of it because I'm trying to put my clothes on and then I start brushing again and I wasn't mindful for any of those two minutes when I was brushing my teeth. So then I have to go in the bathroom and do it 
all over again and it ended up taking twice as long because I tried to do more instead of just planting my feet, looking in the mirror, brushing one tooth at a time, covering all the areas, make sure I'm getting the back corner and the tops of them and in between and behind them. That is like a really good example of, you know, how I do life when I'm more mindful with my meals. My digestion ends up working better. I end up feeling fuller for longer. I'm more grounded. I'm more present. It's a more holistic experience for me to eat without any other stimulation of watching or typing or whatever. But, you know, that happens maybe one out of five times. I don't know. That's not an accurate statistic or percentage but I'm just showing that like I'm not perfect too even though I've been aware of this for a long time and this is what I coach people to do is like eat mindfully and be present and you know implement all these healthy habits to create long-term sustainable change for them but I don't do it perfectly either. Don't expect perfection it's all just awareness but it's just been nice to be focused on one thing like social media really fragments and like scatters my attention to a million different places and then I feel like I'm less connected or present in conversation in my work like I was definitely more focused in my job just not thinking about other things like I wasn't even thinking about going on my phone it's totally out of sight out of mind the same thing with sobriety like once I got weed out of my house and stopped owning it obviously cravings came up at first right when you delete your social media your thumbs like going to the app every 10 seconds but eventually as the days goes on you've got rid of that temptation out of sight out of mind or you don't have as much processed food in your house or whatever it is that you're trying to like improve in your life when you get rid of that temptation things get way better if you're trying to focus on yourself and stop serial dating get rid of the dating apps and like stop going to the bars or places that you would normally find yourself really tempted to spark new relationships if you really want to give yourself that time to be single again easier said than done you also need to add in some support systems but it was fun to continue to grow in that area because I already have you know a therapist a sponsor I go to meetings for my recovery I go to yoga pretty frequently things like that but I got to add in more um, listening to YouTube videos from Abraham Hicks and Joe Dispenza and Abraham Hicks talked about forking off toward your desired reality so think about like a pathway and then forking off to the right or the left and how we can fork off toward our desired reality with every thought that we think and they were talking about how We don't realize how much power we have in every thought that we think and everything that we feel and everything that we speak. And every time that I say a thought or something that comes to my mind, I am either forking towards my desired reality or I'm not. And every time I notice myself saying something that comes out of my mouth that's not in alignment with what would feel best or bringing me to the life that I desire, like on TV today, I was I said to my roommate like how ugly this girl's dress was on a TV show and I made fun of it. I guess to like not shit on myself or feel more shame out of because of that, I want to celebrate all the small wins and all the times that I do notice when I have those thoughts and I decide not to say them. I, again, I can't give you a percentage, but that's definitely increased the more that I'm off social media, the more times I have that urge to say a gossipy thought or like put someone else down to make myself feel better and I don't say it. So when I'm more meditated or just more centered and content with myself, when there's less distraction, actions there's not as much of a need to put people down or verbalize it to make myself feel better so that was a really powerful aha I had and just realizing that like 
when I want to attract more wealth, more abundance, more love, more all of those things, like, right, that's forking off into my desired optimal reality. And every single time that I, you know, speak one of those thoughts into existence or have a solid meditation and I really focus on embodying that energy of already having it, of welcoming that feeling of abundance and that warmth and light in my heart space and relaxing the tension, I'm getting closer to that reality. And then when I say a judgy, gossipy shit thought or let myself stay in a really negative, cyclical mental space for a while, like that brings me back to neutral. So I'm really netting neutral. Like I'm not necessarily going towards a shit reality. Like my life's still pretty good. But am I, you know, free from the financial instability or insecurity that I have? Am I free from my insecurity with love and wanting a relationship and clinging to that? Or am I am I feeling you know secure and love within myself and not really clinging to that but just open to attract it I feel like I'm more desperate and clingy and um, insecure when I speak more negative thoughts and when I let myself fester on them and I let those things manifest so that's really like this next chapter of my life what I'm really working on I'm obviously like continuing the inner child work with my therapist but I've also just been like really realizing the importance of my thoughts lately and how badly I want to easily and effortlessly create my reality just by choosing the next best thought the next best feeling thought and it's way more challenging to do than you know it sounds pretty ideal and I posted an Instagram today it was the first one I posted off uh, my hiatus and I talked a little bit about that and how Abraham Hicks really inspired like this whole you know focus on the positive and not like toxic positivity not like everything happens for a reason but kind of and when you root deeper into that like when shit hits a fan in life or when I hit a really mentally tough spot, like it helps me come out of that way faster and have peace in my heart. And that's the vibration that I want to sustain is peace, love, joy, contentment, abundance, a degree of neutrality so that I can attract more of that thing instead of when I'm in the vibration of fear, I attract more fear. So it's a delicate balance of like letting myself feel my feelings and not trying to sugarcoat it or spiritually bypass the things when I'm feeling really triggered. Believe me, I've been triggered plenty of times the last month. Whenever I'm in a more secure, chill, stable place, I try to do that work as best as I can. Or if there's one thought that I can just leave out or not say that was negative or that didn't really add anything positive to myself or the situation I might try to just not say it and in the long term it's really rewarding but to bite your tongue and not say something super gossipy or immediately gratifying is really fucking hard another interesting thing that's come up for me is that I I'm struggling with body image more than I have been since I got out of my eating disorder recovery program. It just has to do with not with being away from that type of recovery and like investing time into it for longer. If you don't use it, you lose it kind of a thing. So when you're not really focusing on maintaining that or refining those skills, it can sometimes slip a little bit more. So I'm, I wouldn't say I'm like binging or restricting or getting back to any of that, but just like the body checking has been worse and like puffing my belly out and looking at my belly fat and things like that. And idolizing or um, romanticizing what it would be like to start lifting more and lifting heavier and eating more protein and can I lean up and get the body I want and one of the main reasons why I've been thinking that way is because 
I've been thinking about trying out for the Denver Broncos cheerleading team. So I've been considering what it would be like to alter my movement routine and hone in on eating enough protein for my body if I start lifting more consistently. And that's really messed with how content I felt with my body in the past for a long time. I have been able to let go of that image uh, and that goal. It was such a huge relief for me to let go of, you know, maintaining and sustaining a fit looking body to be good enough for a professional cheer team or a dance team like that but now I miss dance so much and because I'm at this like pivotal age of 25 almost 25 I'm like I don't feel like my dance career is over and I know I can express it in other ways through yoga and sensual movement and teaching and things like that but there was just something so fun and unforgettable about the NFL experience even though it came with you know all of the challenges that it did and I think that's one of the things I'm really scared about too is like am I too vocal about how mixed my feelings are about the cheerleading team so like if they ever found my podcast or my Instagram would they be like no she's not fit like she doesn't fit the image she's too loud or she's too you know vocal about the way that she feels like I think they like people on Instagram who take more of a surface level type of a profile that's very geared towards the cheerleading team Um, very professional I should say but that's not me. <laughs> I'm quite literally the opposite of professional sometimes. In the setting, I can be really professional, but I speak my mind and I think authenticity and vulnerability is professional, but it can also cause controversy. So that's something that I'm worried about. And then also bringing up some past challenges or just those emotional scars of like thinking back to when I was X number of pounds on the Vikings and like thinking that am I only good enough if I get that skinny again or can I just work to get strong and you know implement a routine that is more intentional and structured let's say setting goals for lifting weights three to four days a week and having structure with that and then following through and just see what happens and then um, also having some more structure for a goal towards even just eating enough grams of protein. I don't think I can focus on like cutting back on sugars or carbs or anything like that. Like that would really fuck with my head, I think. But maybe even adding in more protein could adjust something. And I think shifting into more of a structured routine would maybe create less fluidity or less. I feel like I've been really lax with my movement routine. I definitely move my body a lot. I take a lot of walks. I do a lot of yoga. I do a lot of hiking and I'm like very physically active most days but it's not to that like sweaty dripping point where I'm like completely fatigued and growing muscle and having to refuel it's just very like sustainable and part of me is like do I really want to get away from that and try to challenge myself and whip it I shouldn't say into shape but like get more endurance again and start practicing dances again so that if I ever did want to try out I could Um, It wouldn't be probably till like next March, April, I think is when the tryouts usually are. I don't know. I don't know if I'm like done with that chapter or if I really want to reopen it one more time, but I guess I could do what I can and if I end up wanting to try out, I can and if I make it, I make it. If I don't, I don't and see how I feel or how I connect with the girls and and where that's at, but that's been something I've been challenged with um, aside from social media. So it's interesting how my insecurities and like, I guess scattered uh, anxious mind can creep its way in even when I'm not on social media I still definitely struggle with comparison to 
beautiful women and my roommate and whoever. It's it's a constant battle, but the more that I can focus on my own lane, my own cup and not someone else's, the more I can feel secure and confident and not look at anyone else's plate and what they're eating, not look at anyone else's life and what they're living and what they have and what's going well for them. It's like gratitude for my life brings me back to um, that less jealous, more secure, more self-loving and um, confident place. I hope that was interesting. I hope that uh, you learned a decent amount as far as like what you could benefit from in getting off of social media, what that would look like. I just set a goal for a month that was realistic for me and it felt really good and I'm probably going to do it again in the future. I plan to continue posting podcasts every Tuesday. It might be a little bit tricky with the holiday coming up, but we'll see. And then um, I am planning to probably just post like on Monday, Tuesday and then delete my apps for the rest of the week. So I'll post the podcast, maybe post a recap of the week or, you know, whatever post I want to do a real, I don't know, and then have that hard cut off of not being on social media and not only not being on it, but like deleting the apps from my phone so that I can't go on it and that'll just give me more time to read, to move my body, to wind down. Um, Sleep has still been a really big struggle for me. I'm getting like six hours a night and I would like to be getting like eight and I think that's really affecting my productivity and focus at work, my energy level, a lot of things. I feel like I'm running at 70% maybe and that's just stressing my body out. So sleep is really important if you're staying up late and not getting enough sleep. That's definitely something to focus on because sleep is like the number one pillar for health in my books keep doing you you guys are all beautiful thank you for listening i shouldn't say guys you angels are all beautiful radiant worthy valuable souls and i would love to hear from every single one of you how you liked this episode send me a dm on instagram at angels anonymous podcast or at Vanessa Persephone. You can sign up for the virtual hangout group. We hang out every single Sunday talking about different topics. This week, this Sunday, we'll be talking about a social media break and why it could be valuable to take them, what your relationship is with social media, things like that. We'll be diving into that this Sunday. I hope you join me for that. Sign up for that on the Google Forms link in my bio, either on Instagram or yeah, on my personal or the Angels Anonymous Instagram. Or my TikTok is Vanessa Persephone too. Wow, it's been a while. <laughs> I don't have this um, wrap up as nailed down as I did before, but I'll get back into it. It's like riding a bike. Other than that, my birthday's on July 5th and my one year sobriety is on July 6th. Today's my birthday if you're listening on July 5th. <laughs> Wow, a lot has changed in a year. I feel like I've grown more and become more secure than I ever thought I would. And yet I still have so many places that I want to go, areas that I want to grow in and um, ways that I know I can still improve. But I'm also really content and grateful for where I am and where how far I've come. Just knowing that like you're never going to be fully healed or never going to be fully perfect or ready for that job, that relationship, that new opportunity, that starting your podcast, whatever it is, like you might need some time and there is divine timing. But I have to remind myself, especially when it comes to love, I am going to open myself to 
dating again. I don't know what that's going to look like, but after my one year, I'm going to make a plan for what that could look like. And I'm really scared to have my insecurities and my anxious attachment come up. But sometimes that's the only way to like really heal through it and become stronger and more resilient is by working through it with another person who can support you and hold you up while you go through that. And hopefully that person is fairly secure under or understanding or emotionally intelligent themselves so that's what I want to attract in my life but in a very effortless detached way I guess so it's a finesse of attracting love definitely or I guess any abundance it's really like asking the universe for that gift and taking the action or embodying that energetic alignment of peace of love of getting into that meditative state of doing the things you love and not really needing anything to make you happy but already feeling that from within and then you'll attract someone who also offers that gift as well that was mostly advice for myself (laughs) Okay, that's all I got. Thanks for listening. Love you. See you next week. Bye.